Sign up with BetMGM Sports using code CHAMPION200 and win $200 in free bets when you place a $10 money line wager on any Major League Baseball game and either team hits a home run. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Virginia only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-888-532-3500. Today's episode is brought to you by Anchor.fm, the easiest way to make a podcast. Haven't heard about Anchor? Well, let me explain. It's free. That's right. F-R-E-E, free. Anchor has many creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will then take your podcast and distribute it for you. It can now be heard on multiple podcasting platforms, such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many, many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It is everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app today or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's anchor.fm. Start your dream now. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition, another fun and games Friday edition of the Rough Cut Sportscast. I am your host, the one and only Vinny Milani, alongside your boy, A.J. Johnson. What's up, buddy, on this beautiful fun and games Friday? How are you? I'm actually uh, upset at myself because you said on this beautiful Friday and the first thing that popped into my head was the Rebecca, uh, Rebecca Black song. It's Friday. I wish I had that drop. Now, now, okay, in checking in the notes right now just to make sure oh, I add oh, the Rebecca Black song. It's Friday thing, and maybe by the end of the show, I'll play it in our final countdown. But mm. it's going to be a fun show, man. I'm very excited for this. This is the first time I have ever publicly released one of my mock drafts. Normally, I just send them to friends and I just keep them to myself. <laughs> but now. I have publicly displayed my February mock draft. Mock 1.0 is out now. You can check it out on all of our social media platforms. And, of course, you can check it out here tonight because we're going to be diving into it and and so much more, man. I'm very excited for it. This draft season is just something that I love so much. I, I love the off seasons. I love the draft seasons. Although the NFL, like, movement in terms of players going places isn't as active as like the nhl or the nba for that matter it's still very exciting i'm ready for it man are you ready to get into this uh we got we got we got oh no 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 you, i'll you say got- this i'm 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 happy that i'm happy that we are at this mock draft in place if you recall the last time we mock draft you just kind of sprung it on me and i wasn't ready and you made me draft in front of the world and show myself to be the fool that i was now i got you back see i let you release your mock draft first so everyone can tear it apart so next month when i release my mock draft i can look back to all the things everyone hated and i can do my best to please everybody i haven't gotten that much heat for my mock yet but i'm sure the heat is going to come i also thought to myself oh maybe you uh Maybe you're excited for this. Like I sprung it on you last time and now, and you weren't prepared. Now I, now you had time to prepare and you're still not prepared. 
That that would be more, <laughs> that'd be more of a I'm, pulling the curtain back and letting the beautiful people at home know what we are up. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be a fun show though, buddy. Everyone, buckle up. We're gonna get into this mock draft talk. It's gonna be a lot of fun. But AJ, I need you to start loading up those fingers. Start loading them up, okay? How does, how does one do that? How do you load up? I fingers? just whenever Every I time, say, like when, when I when I go back and I listen to all the audios and we get to that part, and you're like, AJ, load those fingers up. No matter what I'm doing, if I'm like looking away, I hear that and I come back and I'm and, and I start thinking like, what how, what is that even? What does that, <laughs> what does that even mean? <laughs> I honestly, when I when I say it, I automatically think about the uh, you know the SpongeBob meme or the SpongeBob GIF where he's got his thumbs up and he's like rolling it up and he's rolling yeah. up his thumbs up. That's what I feel like. You're just rolling up your fingers, getting ready uh, to tell people where to follow us. And you know what? Where can where, AJ? If I'm like a new listener. Or if I'm not like mm. social media savvy, where Uh-oh. could I find the greatest sports podcast, sports show around? Where do you, where would I be able to find it? Well, if you're not social media savvy, head over to twitter.com and find roughcut underscore sports and then facebook.com at roughcut sports and then download the Instagram app because on the desktop it's crap and look for the roughcut sportscast. And hit those likes, hit those follows, uh, go over to YouTube, subscribe there, and then search how do I follow people on their social media, and it'll help you out with everything. But follow us first, and then that'll be for the best. You should just do it that way. And, of course, this show is brought to us by Halftime Sports Collectibles. Halftime Sports Collectibles, the best place for your sports memorabilia. They've memorabilia. got memorabilia. Yeah. <laughs> memorabilia. They got jerseys. They got helmets. They got cleats. Signed, signed cleats by Super Bowl winners and things of that nature. Halftime sports memorabilia. Check them out. Hit that like, hit that follow, and buy some stuff from them. Yeah. Tell them the rough cut sent you. Yeah. Tell them that the rough cut sent you. Okay. That's what you need to make sure you do. And I just want to let everyone know we had a little, we had a little, uh, fun snafu. We had a little, we had a little incident. I'm not going to get into the details. I'm not going to get into it because we're professionals on the show, but something came up Uh yesterday with, uh, some things, just some okay. things came up where we might have been called out for oh. overplugging our show. Wow. But like, like we have said before, we are an independent show, okay? The only way we succeed is by getting you beautiful people to buy into what we're selling here, okay? We want to make sure we are satisfying. Jo- we're bringing joy to every sports fan, boy, girl, man, woman, however it may be, okay? So I want to let everyone know now who's tuning in now after I just shared it to the full sale page. If you have feedback for this show, you just let us know, okay? You let us know because we are aspiring sportscasters, okay? We're trying to make it big in this business. We're trying to get better, okay? So you just drop your comments, send us some DMs, write a review. Pull out that six-star content review. Let us know what you think of the show, okay? We want to hear your feedback because, well, we're just trying to get better every day, okay? All day, every day. All day. Great, great, uh, great, great, great insight on that one. (laughs) Hey, man, you you covered it all. I mean, I was actually going to give some, uh, I was going to peel the curtain back more and tell people how I wasn't great today. So I have more motivation to be great every day going forward. Today was, I I Friday'd it. I I took a three-day weekend today, and now I have to pay for it and stay up late and get some things done because I phoned it in. I phoned it in. I'm ashamed. I'm ashamed. For shame. And just to give even more, more like, uh, insight on like 
the grind that it is for this show and trying to get people to listen and watch because we want people to enjoy. Uh, the homeowner that I work for today goes out to me and she's like, what do you want to do with your life? And I'm like, excuse me? And uh, she's like, what do you want to do? And I was like, I was like, well, I'm in school. I'm, I'm in school. I do a show, a live show every week, three days a week. And I started plugging it. And then I thought to myself, yeah, yeah, I'm a grind. We grind it out, man. We tell everyone and anyone to watch, subscribe, like, let us know how you feel about the show. All of that good stuff because we're trying to get better. But AJ, enough of that. Let's get into it here, buddy. We are we have been doing this new segment all week on the show. It's called Take It to the Polls, where we head over to Twitter, we drop a poll, we see what the beautiful fans at home think about what we have to say, what our poll is. And today's poll was who is the second best quarterback behind Trevor Lawrence in this draft? AJ. I'm going to take a look here at what our Instagram ended up saying here for the votes. Wow. Not the not the uh not the results I thought we would get. The results from Twitter say Justin Fields at 57%, Zach Wilson at 29%, and Trey Lance at 14%. I also threw in the other category for guys like Kyle Trask Mac Jones, if you want to throw in like a Kellen Mond, I'm probably not, but I'm just, just saying. I haven't that heard in, that name in months. That was in the <laughs> other category. I had no one voted for the other category, but Justin Fields overwhelmingly had the votes in this one at 57%. AJ, what are your thoughts on that, and, and who do you have as the second best quarterback in this draft? So I'm pretty sure that's coming from the thought process of – how you've noted that you feel about Zach Wilson and the competition that he's played. And I totally understand that. What I would say is you have to look at this from a different angle. You're not just looking at the competition they're playing. You're looking at their skills as an individual at this point. Uh, It's a start. You know, you can start looking at the team-based things when you start thinking about the fit. You start thinking about who you're putting them with. But from a talent standpoint, I think the results were a little too skewed. I actually do think Justin Fields is slightly better than Zach Wilson. Um, And that's based on seeing Zach Wilson's YouTube film highlights. I haven't gone deep. I've watched one video on YouTube and he's got some incredible throws. I mean, the, the, the one that comes to mind is him scrambling all the way to the right and throwing back 50 plus yards to the left corner for a touchdown. Like that's incredible arm talent. You know, you think about guys like Andrew Luck who had arm talent like that. And then you think about his his ability to adapt. You know, when there's a bad throw or there's a good lane, he does those things where he moves to the side and throws it low with the sidearm. You know, and that's where all these Patrick Mahomes type things are coming from. Pump the brakes on that. <laughs> you, you see a good player do good things. You try to emulate it. That's where things like that come from. But Justin Fields has shown that he can do every single thing and more than Zach Wilson has done. And he has the heart. The way he got hurt in the uh, semifinals of the college playoffs and was back after halftime, still toting that rock, still turning his body in the pain and putting the line for his team, I'm about that. And uh, I, I think he'd be – I think he's the number two quarterback in this draft as it stands right now. I'm going Justin to have Fields? way more in-depth. Justin Fields, yes. Mm. Yes. Interesting. Would you like to know something else about that? I do. Go, go ahead. Do you want me to put you back on the platform? No, 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 no. That's not needed because I need to see your face on it. Part of me, I do believe what I just said, but part of me also is saying it because you have me feeling like uh, Justin Fields is going to be going to the Falcons. So, you know, I got to get myself ready to go. I got to jump on the Justin Fields train. You, you got to dodge that bullet with the Trevor Bus Lawrence. 
Well, everybody, I'm doing the show alone. AJ doesn't exist anymore after another comment about Trevor Lawrence being a bust. I don't want to hear it, man. I don't want to hear it because obviously we can look at my mock draft in a little bit. But of course, Trevor Lawrence is number one, and I'm very excited for it, okay? And in the back of my head, yes, I am worried that Trevor Lawrence <laughs> is going to end up being a bust. Everyone's laughing at me. He, I, it, it's scary, man, okay? It's scary. I mean, I have the two dudes. Literally, I got the two dudes behind me in my background. That's how committed I am to this. I wasn't a big fan of the Urban Meyer hiring. I, I've let that be known over and over again. But – I'm buying into the system. I'm all in. Let's go Jags. 2021 Super Bowl. Here we come. We're making it happen. But let uh, we want to know from you beautiful people. At, what? What? You got something to say? You got something to say about my, my, I, my prediction? No, your predictions are fine. I wanted to note that I don't have many comments about Trevor Lawrence being a bust. I have comments that bring the thought process bust into your head because I like what it does. But have you looked at the comments? I Should have. I, I, I have. There's, should I eviscerate a comment real quick? You can, by all means. So just to let everyone know before AJ does this, we are a fully interactive show, okay? We love interacting with the fans. We do a segment at the end of the show called The Final Countdown where we literally talk about anything and everything with you beautiful chat people. And it is only for our chat listeners or our chat viewers, I should say, because we are also on all podcasting platforms. You can check us out on iTunes, Player FM, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, wherever we are there. But Final Countdown is only available to our view our viewers on Facebook Live or Twitter. AJ, eviscerate a comment for me, please. First and foremost, hey Bailey, what's up, buddy? Long time no see. I wish we could talk some more. But then when you say things like this, it makes me just get all excited about what's to come. Listen here. We've had we've had many Justin Fields conversations on this show right here. Back when college was popping, we were having college conversations about college football, and Justin Fields was a great topic. I've talked about this at length. Justin Fields had some moments in this season where he struggled, notably against Indiana and notably against Northwestern, which people leave out is that Indiana was in the top 10 at that time and almost beat uh, multiple top-notch teams, including Ohio State, which people leave out is Northwestern was one of the best defenses in the nation, definitely one of the best in the Big Ten. So when you talk about a Justin Fields struggling against teams like this, first and foremost, they're a college. They're going to have bad games. They have to make things – they have to progress through these uh, motions throughout the season. And secondly, before each of these games, Ohio State had a game canceled. There was never a situation or an opportunity for these guys to really catch a rhythm. You go out and you have your first three games nonstop and you're balling. You're having, you had more touchdowns and incompletions at one point in time in the season. Then you take a break because of COVID. Then you get another game. You look a little rusty. Then you take a break because of COVID. Then you have another game. You look a little rusty and you're doing these against top notch talent in your conference. That's not something to knock. That's something to look at and see this is where we can improve from a player who's already shown all the talent that he has. And then to go on and do what he did. I mean, Alabama was a different story. Nothing needed from you, sir. Uh, Alabama was a different story, but to put it on Clemson the way he did, you know, to, to not give up that loss against Northwestern, who put up a strong first half, says a lot more about what he will probably end up being after he's developed than what he did against these two bad games.
And this is what worries me about with the Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence talk that we've heard all season long. You hear the the saying and the phrases that, that revolve around the fact that Trevor Lawrence hasn't faced much adversity in his career. Justin Fields has faced a lot of adversity in his career. Being battle tested really helps you out when you make it into the NFL. Being able to battle through the challenges really helps your cause in the NFL. And that's what Justin Fields has done. And I feel like that is a big, big plus that puts Justin Fields over other quarterbacks. Now, I would have I'm torn right now with with my quarterbacks. I believe right now the hype is all around Zach Wilson. You mentioned him before. And that's who I think is the it, we're going back to our question, which you guys can check out on our Twitter at roughcut underscore sports. And uh, I think Zach Wilson is that second best quarterback as of right now. Now, there is still testing that has to be done. There's still pro days that have to be done and workouts. So we're going to see a little bit more of these guys. Not that the, that shows a ton, but it does help with the uh, the scouts perspective of what these players are. But AJ, let's get into my mock draft here, buddy. Are you ready to? Let's uh, do it. I'm excited. So I dropped. Yeah, I haven't said much to you about it yet. So yeah, no, <laughs> I, I know you haven't. And I'm very nervous. So let's get into it, though. I released my mock draft today. Here it is, ladies and gentlemen. If you haven't seen it yet, and you want a deeper look, and you want to zoom in on things, you want to lock in on things, check it out on all social media platforms: Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. It's there. We're not going to go pick by pick here, buddy. We're not going to do that. I'm just okay. going to kind of. I want to. I want to first bring up one of my big, one of my early on bigger moves, and that's Panay Sewell, the offensive lineman coming from Oregon uh, to the New York Jets, being drafted as second overall. There's a lot of talk about Sam Darnold not being the guy in New York. Okay, a lot of talk though has been about Sam Darnold being being shipped out of New York and not being the guy for the New York Jets. We hear all the rumors of him going to a team like Chicago. There was the early rumors of him going to Indianapolis. I'm buying in on Sam Darnold. I'm not. I'm not so. I guess I should. I, I guess I shouldn't say I'm buying in on Sam Darnold. I'm just not selling out on Sam Darnold yet. Just because you look at Sa- Zach Wilson and you look at Sam Darnold, I don't see that big of a difference in between the two players. I see one guy with NFL experience though. But then on the other side, I see Zach Wilson's contract and that being able to be a thing that they could uh, build upon on a rookie deal rather than having to pay Sam Darnold next year. But in the end, though, I think you give Sam Darnold one more chance with Robert's Law, this new this new team, this new culture that they're going to be building in New York. And with that selection of Panay Sewell, a great offensive tackle that they can bring in to play on the opposite side of Makai Becton, who had a great rookie season. I think that is the, that is those are the building blocks for the future will be amazing. And that's all well and good. But what about today? You can feel the rush of a 400 horsepower Nissan Z or climb to new heights in the all-terrain Nissan Frontier. Light up the road in the all-electric Nissan Aria that feels like a sci-fi dream come true. The future will be great, but today is made for thrill. All you have to do is get in a Nissan and drive. 2023 Aria and Z not yet available for purchase. Expected availability is this spring for 2023 Z and this fall for 2023 Aria. A, a building a Super Bowl contender team right there. You got the two cornerstones, no pun intended here, on your tackle positions in Makai Becton and Panay Sewell. Build around Sam Darnold. You have another second, another first first round pick that we'll get into in a little bit. 
build around Sam Darnold. Give him a chance with this new culture and not the Adam Gase culture, please. I'm with it. Panay Sewell is one of those characters we've seen place at every position in the draft from pick two to like pick eight. You know, everyone thinks they're in on the Panay Sewell sweepstakes. And I understand why he talk about a player that opted out in 2020 and is still garnering this type of hype around him. He's going to be a big deal for whoever can get him in this early top five spot. I, I do like him at the jets at number two. If the jets stand still, I'm with you on the Sam Donald thing. If he had had a relevantly mediocre coach and played the way he did, I would say give up. But I don't think he's had a fair shot at it. And again, I was not high on Sam Darnold coming out of college. I did not see the whole hype around number one overall. You know, he had some spots in in college that you're seeing take off in the NFL as well. But I believe having a decent coach in there, having a new start and a new direction will will work. I don't want to say wonders. But I, I, I bet you will see the improvement in Sam Darnold and being a and being a good time, uh, not a good time, <laughs> Sam yeah. Darnold for a good time. <laughs> so, let, let me ask you this though, and I, and I and I just brought it up: the comparison between Zach Wilson and his senior in, in his like final. That. Did you do that? Did you also look this up? No, what you I, I was going to say what you were talking about the difference you see between Zach Wilson and Sam Darnold thought that was a really good comparison. I realize now you weren't going that direction, but still. No, 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 I am, I am, I'm, I'm going with the the okay. comparison between Zach Wilson and Sam Darnold because you and you look at the two players. Sam Darnold has that NFL experience already. He's been in the system. He's been with the New York Jets. He knows the town. He knows the fans. He knows the media. That is already a leg up on Zach Wilson. But then you look at their college, their college head to head. There really isn't a big difference between the two. I guess you could say the interceptions. Sam Darnold had 13 interceptions in his final year, whereas Zach Wilson had three. But then you have to factor in the competition that they played. And that is what I want to ask you, AJ. If you're BY, if you're an NFL team, how much does that competition that uh, that that Zach Wilson has had to face come into play? We've had this talk many of times before when I crapped on guys, quarterbacks coming from small schools like Carson Wentz. Yeah. I mean, how much does that factor in? For me, if I'm an NFL team, not it's not one of the first things I'm looking at. You know, at first, as I mentioned, I'm looking at the individual and what they can do as an athlete and as a positional player. I'm looking at what you can do as a quarterback because we talk about rookie contracts and we're talking win now. So if you have a guy who is individually talented and can do everything you need from a quarterback and he wants to and knows how to learn from the people around him, that's something I'm looking at because I'm taking this young character and I'm surrounding him with talent because I like what he does individually. The small ticky-tacky mistakes, we can, we can hammer those out. We can knock those out of the park, so to speak. And then with the Sam Darnold thing, the reason we're keeping him, it's not like you Sam Darnold's not breaking the bank. So if you're re-signing him, if he plays well and you decide to re-sign him, it's not going to be for top top well, money. The thing is, though, is if he does play well this season, you probably franchise tag him next season because he has the option to be. That's fine. He doesn't have is no. The Jets didn't pick up his fifth year option. No, they did not. They did not pick up his fifth year option, so they would have to franchise tag him, and that would cost. I mean, that costs you a lot more money than what you're going to be paying Zach Wilson. But I still think you give Sam Darnold that chance because. Uh, with the with you've the, already invested him a, 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 exactly, know? and I want when, when you drafted him, you you thought you would one day have to pay him. So if you finally, if you decide, and I'll this will be the last thing I'm saying, let you move forward. If you decide to keep Sam Darnold, you have 
inherently decided that we are going to give him a fair shot at it. You are going to give him a prove it year. And if he proves it, you don't have a problem paying him because you you eventually expected you were going to pay him anyways. Yeah, and and, uh, and just make just make give him give him that chance. I want to bring up this comment though from Bailey. Should we trust Sewell? Most Oregon offensive players are bust. I don't like that 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 idea of considering what these what Oregon has done as in in terms of producing talent in the past. I don't like looking at that as history. I look at the player as the individual. He's one of the most athletic offensive tackles coming into this draft. I think he can, he could be the real deal. Obviously that everyone has the chance of being a bust. Even Trevor Lawrence has a chance of being a bust. There's no one that's bust proof. Okay. It really is not a thing. And I mean, I I say that even with Trevor Lawrence, Mahomes was bust proof, but there was still, there was (laughs) concern for Patrick Mahomes though. There were still concerns with Patrick Mahomes coming into the draft. If there was no concerns with Patrick Mahomes coming into the draft, he would have been number one overall. He would have been first overall. So don't even don't don't give me that. So I'm sorry, people weren't smart. I would have drafted him first overall. I drafted him in my fantasy draft the year he became a star. (laughs) I I was on board with Patrick Mahomes well before everyone did with fantasy football. So, but with this though, with Panay Sewell. You cut, you get him in there. You have him play the right tackle position because you have Makai Becton in there. It's not. It's obviously a major position on that offensive line, but it's not your left tackle position. You have that that big time body in Mackay Becton on the left tackle side, so you let you let Panay Sewell come in and be that guy on the right side. And there's and the fact with history of Oregon players and and being bust, I don't I'm not I'm not bringing that in, into here. Moving on though with this mock draft. You know, I, I said I wasn't going to go one by one here, but now it's technically going one by one with going. We'll, we'll, we'll speed up eventually. There's some big names at the top of this draft to talk about. There is, there is. And this next name, this next pick here, it's originally the Miami Dolphins. I have the Carolina Panthers trading up for to get their quarterback in Zach Wilson. We have heard a lot of talk this season or this offseason about the Panthers being aggressive on Deshaun Watson. I still think there is that strong possibility that the Houston Texans mess this up and they don't trade Deshaun Watson on the first day of draft of draft day. Okay. I still think that that is a huge option. And the way I did my mock draft here, I did not bank on a Deshaun Watson trade. So we know that Carolina wants to be aggressive to acquire a quarterback here. And I think that they make this move here. They trade up with the Miami Dolphins here. In my head, I say it, the trade looks like something like they trade eighth overall. They trade a third round pick, maybe next year's first round pick and next year's second round pick. Something like that where the Miami Dolphins continue to stockpile picks the way they have been doing in the past. I think that's what you end up seeing. And Carolina gets their guy. Carolina gets their guy, their quarterback in Zach Wilson. I think, I think he can be the root. I don't want to say he's going to be the real deal, but I think he could. Mm. I think he could. What are your thoughts on this pick, man? I like, I like the thought process of the Panthers trading up. Um, mostly because a lot of people have no clue what the Falcons are going to do at four. You know, I've seen, I've seen things about the Falcons moving up two spots to get a QB. Yeah. I've seen things with the Falcons moving back with the Fal- with the Panthers. So the Panthers could get their QB. That's that's why you you when I was originally doing my like kind of like my mock mock drafts, basically, mm-hmm. where I was trying to see what I liked and what I didn't like. You brought up the fact that Carolina could trade like you could make that swap between Carolina and Atlanta 
But if there is that thought of Atlanta also wanting a quarterback, Carolina's not calling Atlanta. They're trying to get no. ahead of Atlanta. Which is which is how they end up where you put them. And I get that. Uh, and, you know, we'll talk a little bit about Atlanta in a short minute. Um, <laughs> but I like this. It's It's funny to me, though, because it seemed like until this one, maybe, every single QB I've seen the Panthers get mocked is the Justin Fields or the Trey Lance, that mobile-style QB. You know, that that kind of falls in line with what Matt Rule is looking for, you know, and, and it seems like what the Panthers like to do, thinking back to Cam Newton and moving on forward to Teddy Bridgewater, they like a mobile-style QB. And I know most QBs now, that's kind of what they are. I haven't seen that from Zach Wilson. I could be wrong. Again, I've watched one video. It's so tough to 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 think about what Zach Wilson is going to be. So I did some research here, okay, and I found a, a good clip of Ryan Clark of ESPN talking on Get Up in the Morning with Mike Greenberg. He was talking about Zach Wilson, and let's just hear. It. Let's I've hear. I've been it. on this show for the last two years, just expressing my love for Justin Fields and saying how great of a football player I thought he could be. But when you watch watch Zach Wilson, it is different. He moves different, and no, he doesn't extend plays like Trey Lance and Justin Fields might do with their legs down the field. But he maneuvers in the pocket. He gets himself in the spaces where he can throw the ball, and all those things that we love about the off-angle throws or the sideline throws or diving and making plays down the field. He does that and when you look at his rating down the field and this percentage of completed passes it's higher than any quarterback that we have in the league right now and so when you see a guy like Zach Wilson you don't pass on him especially in this age where they don't break the bank that's a guy for four years you want to see what his ceiling looks like and I mean you mentioned it but you mentioned the same thing before when we're talking about Zach Wilson he can't he can make plays and and like I said I have not been a big Zach Wilson guy I have not I haven't I'm not saying I'm not I'm against him but I haven't watched enough BYU tape to know what <laughs> Zach Wilson is so I'm looking at the guys like Ryan Clark to tell me what he is that's what I'm doing what do you what do you kick on that give the giggly bits well first and foremost I love Ryan Clark one of my favorite guys in ESPN but when you said you don't watch much BYU, it just brought me back to an outing I had where we went to go watch uh, Florida versus Georgia. But we're in Tampa, and it's a BYU Miller's Ale House, and we don't know why. So they wouldn't put the Florida game on the sound. Uh, so every time – I think they are playing – I want to say Oklahoma State or something like that. But every time Oklahoma – and BYU got routed. Every time Oklahoma State scored or did anything, our table was cheering louder than they were for the Florida Georgia game. <laughs> and, and they got so pissed. Like, one by one, they left the bar. And I thought about it, made me chuckle. Sorry, that, that's, that's a, <laughs> that, it, was, that, it was hilarious. That, that's amazing. Has to be the owner. Ha, has to be the owner for sure. But I no, I, I look at what Ryan Clark says, and I take away that, and that's why I have the Carolina Panthers moving up, being aggressive, like we've been hearing about them wanting to do, and they get their quarterback in Zach Wilson to learn under Teddy Bridgewater. Moving on though into this draft, and you you mentioned it before, it's time to get into your Atlanta Falcons. This one was. One of the more tougher picks for me, and let me let me kind of take you behind the scenes here. I know we've been having some requests for for people wanting to know the behind the scenes of what happens with this show. So it's I really did not want Caleb Farley here with the Atlanta Falcons. I didn't. I want this this seems like a reach to me, but we always have reaches. In the draft, we do. It happens all the time. Dating back, oh, the the Raiders drafting Cleveland Farrell before Josh Allen. That that happened. That was a thing. Reaches happen. If you can't trade back, if no one's willing to trade back, and I'll pull this back up. 
I can't realistically, when I was making this mock draft, I couldn't get myself to have another team move up with the Atlanta Falcons here because you, you talk about getting, you talk about San, uh, San Francisco moving up for a quarterback. I'm not buying that they're trying to trade up for a quarterback. I think that's one of the most overhyped things in this draft is the fact that everyone's trying to be aggressive and get all these quarterbacks. Carolina did, but I can't see a team like San Francisco doing that. I, I really can't. But with this Atlanta pick, I don't think that they have uh, an offer here that they want to move back far enough where they can't get their guy, and they end up drafting Caleb Farley from Virginia Tech. You're a Falcons guy. What are your feelings on me giving them Caleb Farley? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna make me. You gotta make me talk with talk with my heart here, uh, and and that's fine. Listen, I I think what we have to think about here is because this fourth overall pick is so confusing. We have to think about who's making this pick. This is a new regime in Atlanta. New GM and Terry Fontenot. New head coach and Arthur Smith. They want to do some different things. The quarterback has been talked about, and I. For the life of me, I think you go quarterback if you can't get out of this spot. Um, but that's what I do. I try to get out of this spot. If, I, if I'm if i not picking a QB because I have to have Matt Ryan on the books this year, I have to have Matt Ryan and going forward, you know, because his contract, you're not getting out. You're going to lose so much dead money or be stuck with so much dead money. I think you try to get out of the spot. I, I look at Detroit as maybe somebody who wants to move up a little bit, a couple spaces and make something happen. Philly could try and go get a backup QB at four. Um, and I, I don't I don't know about San Francisco. Like, I don't feel like it's not possible for them to move up for a QB. They've been linked to not being in love with Jimmy G like they once were. You know, they're going to keep him this year. But if they can't make a big trade, I don't know what the free agency market for QBs looks like at this point next year. So maybe they are thinking about we're giving him another run at it and we need to get a backup guy so we can start figuring out what we're going to do next season and the season after we've got a fantastic defense when healthy, we have to make sure the offense can put out the same output as the defense does. So Caleb Farley, as much as I'd love a secondary, cause we will need help there after letting Ricardo, Ricardo Allen go. I think it is a reach. And I don't think that this new regime can afford to reach so heavily with their very first pick as the GM and head coach of this franchise. But if you're the Atlanta Falcons and you like to me, you see all the pieces that they have on that team. There's older guys on that team. They, It's not that they're necessarily in win-now mode, but they should be thinking about being in win-now mode because if you're not going to be able to move on from Matt Ryan and you're not going to be able to break up with Julio Jones, you have to start being aggressive because you're not going to be able to you're not going to be able to start a rebuild with those guys. So you yeah, have to but, be aggressive and make your team better for the future or not for the future for the now I should say so you can make yeah. that push and with Caleb Farley, I get it. It's a reach. But you're not if there's no one else that's going to be that's going to want to move up. You take the best the best player available on your board. And you brought up mm. the Detroit Lions though. That makes sense to me. Now that I'm thinking about it, that could make sense, but they would be trading up for a wide receiver, in my opinion, not a quarterback or not a uh, not anyone else besides a, a wide receiver or maybe uh, I was about to say, Cal, but no, they they have TJ Hawkinson. They're not going to. 
I don't think they double up on tight ends, man. No we'll way. Talk no way. Com- we'll, okay. yeah, we'll, okay. we'll talk about. Okay. We'll talk about compets. We'll, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. But no, I really that. think, I really think that this is the pick for the Atlanta Falcons here. I think that they do the reach and everyone starts losing their mind. They start. This is, this is that pick. This is that pick to me. And, and I'm sorry. I hurt your feelings. Yeah. Um, what I'll say is with their cap space situation, I think they look to be aggressive in free agency, not by giving out a bunch of long deals, but doing something like the NBA and the Los Angeles Lakers did and hand out a bunch of one-year contracts to supplement this offense. You know, you give the secondary guys one-year big prove-it deals to come in, be a solid defense that can be healthy throughout the season for the most part and allow for a bridge to happen. If you can take care of a lot of these issues in the back end of your defense in free agency, it makes your draft pick here a little bit clearer. I think they're looking for a reason to go ahead and draft the QB because you're right. There's not a lot of suitors that I'm hearing about who can jump up to this spot. So I think, I think if they get it right in free agency, the the picture of what they do at four becomes much more certain. Last question on your Falcons here. Which do, do you, as a fan, you're honest with yourself. You know where your team stands. Do you want them to be a win now team or do you want to start this rebuild? I want to be a win now team. We, but it's a lot of, it's still a lot of hangover from a Super Bowl that we should have won, you know, because you think about that, you, you had that Super Bowl locked up and Kyle Shanahan screwed it up for us. Yep. But then it's not like we dropped down to the bottom. You know, we've been at the thick of things. Yeah. We were still talked about in that division for a while. And even last season when we were trash, everyone looked at the Falcons and knew that this shouldn't be happening. So there's so, a few tweaks that's needed. And I want to try now and then blow it up if you really have nothing to do. Once Matt Ryan's gone, you can blow it up. Wouldn't that mean wouldn't that mean though you that you want a Caleb Farley here? If you can't trade back, wouldn't that mean you want a Caleb Farley here? You want to be in win now mode. If, if we're gonna if we're gonna grab a cornerback at four, I want Sertan, man. Like I just right. I, I like I like that the way he goes about his business. I think him being the big body uh, cornerback that he is, I honestly do. I look at him and I think shutdown. I look at Caleb Farley and I think great defensive player who can do a lot of great things. And, He's an and you know I want to be yeah. The reason why Caleb Farley has been skyrocketing people's boards here is because of his athletic ability in in the secondary. That's why he's jumping up here. He's able to make plays on the ball. He's not a great tackler, but that is the most oh, and we'll move on after this. That is the most overrated I don't want to say overrated thing when you talk about <laughs> cornerback prospects, but like every college cornerback is a bad tackler, okay? Like 90% of them, okay? Cornerback, not safeties, cornerbacks here. None of them can tackle. They're all athletes. They're all former wide receivers that couldn't catch the ball as well that are playing cornerback, okay? That is what they are. They're not tacklers. They will learn that. That's where coaching comes into play. I'm just saying, man. I'm just saying. <laughs> Let's move on, yeah. though. Let me move on to our next pick here, our next questionable pick. I have Jamar Chase to the Bengals next. I got so I got a lot of heat for that one in our late in our last yep. mock, but I, it seems like I ha- I didn't get that much heat for it this time around. I didn't. I'm gonna give you some <laughs> for that for that pick or for other some. for this one for this one. It's it's well, say your piece and then I'll go. Let me just, let me get your thought process before I you know I, jump you, on. you want to add another weapon. In, in, in for for Joe Burrow and I get the Kyle that that's either Kyle Pitts or Jamar Chase at that pick no matter what if Panay Sewell is not there 
that's either Jamar Chase or it's Kyle Pitts. And I think the connection that Joe Burrow has with Jamar Chase makes them make that pick. I think that's why they make that pick at five for Jamar Chase because of that Joe Burrow connection. You want to satisfy your rookie quarterback. You want to make him feel comfortable after coming back off a very, very serious injury. You bring in a guy like Jamar Chase, boom. It's hard to knock the idea of a Jamar Chase. He's such a talented receiver. He was the best receiver on a team that had Justin Jefferson on it, and we know what he did when he came into the NFL. But to me, they don't need help at wide receiver. And if you do, why not get it from where you do need help in tight end and get Kyle Pitts, who can line up anywhere you want on the field? I'm saying anywhere. You want Kyle Pitts to play receiver? Guess what? He'll do it on the outside. He'll do it in the slot. He'll do it in a four-wide receiver set. He'll do it on the inside at the line. He'll do it from the backfield as a fullback. He'll do it from the backfield as a running back. He'll take the ball from a wildcat position. You want to make your – I get it. You want to make your guy feel comfortable? It doesn't have to be someone he knows. He can get very comfortable with somebody who he saw be one of the best tight ends in the nation. The next time you think about a tight end in this draft after Kyle Pitts is Pat Fryermuth, who is on the end of the round, who might be falling into the second. If you don't get a tight end, you're looking at running it back with the likes of Drew Sample, who, if you remember early in our fantasy season, was one of my um, long shot candidates. How'd that pan out? Yeah, zero catches for zero yards. And that happened for the mess. Now, I understand they have CJ Uzoma and that's nice, but I'm not one of those people who don't like the dual tight ends. Dual tight ends have been tearing it up in this league. they're, They're fantastic. When you can get two great tight ends and one of them can line up anywhere you want them to. I'll take that all day. I they already that. have T. Higgins. They already have Tyler Boyd, who they really like. Auden Tate is a big body receiver like Jamar Chase, and he will step into his game. I know that from a Florida State standpoint. But, Get your tight end at five and call it a day. I, I it, it makes sense. I could see we talk about teams always reach, and I'm not saying Jamar or not Jamar Chase. I'm not saying Kyle Pitts is a reach here because he's one. He's he's arguably the best player in this draft. He's up there with Trevor Lawrence. He's up there. He's he's arguably the best player in this draft from a pure talent standpoint. So I I, I wouldn't be surprised. I'm not, I'm not totally against that. But we keep moving down the board. Philadelphia needs a wide receiver. Okay, they need to start adding weapons. Mm-hmm. You get Devontae Smith, fellow Alabama player, as in as what Jalen Hurts was. You bring in that guy. That's a great pick to me. I think that 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 would be a smart pick. The Detroit Lions, you I saw I saw Bailey's comment in here earlier. Detroit, Detroit should go defense at seven, go wide receiver second round. I don't think you can do that if you are not able to extend or franchise tag Kenny Galladay or Marvin Jones for that matter. And I think they're gonna end up losing one, if not both of them. And you just don't pass up on a talent like Jalen Waddle. I know he has his injury history, but Jalen Waddle there. The Dolphins, though, and AJ, stop me if you have any any problems here before we get to our next known talking point here. Miami at eight, they've traded back. They get their offensive lineman for Tua to protect your investment right there. This is what it's what this league is all about. You protect your investment. You protect your quarterback. Rashawn Slater is one of the best line, linemen in this draft, along with Panay Sewell, along with Christian Darisau. But then... I'm gonna I'm gonna jump I'm gonna jump to, I'm gonna jump the Denver one Patrick Sertan to Denver that's an easy okay. call get your secondary but then Micah Parsons to Dallas this one I I know we didn't really mention this as what we were gonna we weren't really gonna bring this one up but 
our boy Aaron from Sports Uncovered, which you can check out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Check his show out. He does great work over there. Aaron talks. He's a big Cowboy guy, and he was interested in this Micah Parsons pick because he doesn't think he's going to be able to fall that far. He doesn't think he's going to make it to 10. What are your thoughts on you think me? You going to Detroit? Yeah. I, yeah. It's, it, that, could be, that could be where he lands. But what are your thoughts on Micah Parsons? Does he fall? And is it a good pick for Dallas? I I don't have an issue with him being in 10. Um, it's one of those things where, I mean, look at the way your draft played out. Like, where else are you going to put him at? You know, it's the difference of swapping him and putting him in Detroit. The, if it, My thought process would be for what they're talking about is he lands in Detroit at seven. At 10, judging off of yours, Caleb Farley and Patrick Sertan are already gone. So at 10 in your draft, what I would probably do, I would have something like the Arizona Cardinals moving up where the Dallas Cowboys are. Since they don't have their cornerbacks they want, Detroit took Micah Parsons. They move out of that spot and drop back to 16, let the Arizona Cardinals come in and grab Jalen Waddle or Kyle Pitts and steal that thought process from the uh, from anybody in the West. Yeah. And they need some help on that, on that wide receiver side. So they that, do. That's kind of – a quick thought process that I would have of it. They do. And I just want to point out though, we have to, I know I get it. It is so much fun to talk about how active we could see an NFL off season, how mm-hmm. active we can see all the trades in the draft. Mel Kuyper for the first time in his ESPN career yeah, did a mock draft with trades. And he had what, like six trades and like within the top 10 picks. That's absurd. That's not going to happen. I get it. It's yeah, he was trolling. Yeah. Was trolling. I get it. It's a February mock. That's what a lot of people do. They have their February mocks, this clickbait type of mocks. This is the only mock I get, people. This is the only mock I personally get. AJ gets the keys to the mock room in March, okay? I'm done until we do our joint mock in April before the draft, okay? So this is my personal mock. This is my lock mock, not to Mm, get. Nice. Hashtag. Hashtag lock (laughs) mock right here for me. So this is it. I don't have any clickbait type of picks here. I'm simplifying the game. One trade you see in this first round, okay? But we move on to that next pick, and this is our guy that we were just talking about, Kyle Pitts to the New York Giants, AJ. This one, to me, I get it. Everyone's automatically thinking Evan Ingram. He's a good tight end when healthy. That's one of the keys yeah, to I... this. He's, he's a, he, I'm not saying he's great. I'm not saying he's great. But he's a well, good. I'm saying New York Giants fan would say that you're giving him too much credit right now. But go on. That's that 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 would be fair. Either way, though, you take Kyle Pitts here because a you get a weapon, a consistent athletic freak weapon in Kyle Pitts. I guess that we could have said the same thing for Evan Ingram. But Kyle Pitts is the real deal. He is a very very good tight end. You get him the help. You get Daniel Jones the help. And not not to forget this here, Evan Ingram's contract is up after this year. They could franchise, they could give him that fifth year option. That might not happen though. That might not happen. You, you can't wait. Was he a first round pick? Was Evan Ingram a first? Sure he have, okay, okay. So I'm I, I'm remembering that correctly. I could be I'm wrong. I'm remembering. I just want to make sure I'm remembering that correctly here. And either way, you could be wrong. You could be right here. But you draft a guy like Kyle Pitts. You replace Evan Ingram with Kyle Pitts, a far superior tight end, in my opinion. This guy is 
gifted. He, like I said before, he is the second best player in this draft, in my opinion, behind Trevor Lawrence. He could very well go earlier than this. But if you're the New York Giants and you need playmakers on that offensive side of the ball, you don't think twice about this pick. The, your pick your pick is in before it even switches over to the fact that you ju- you're up on the clock, okay? This pick is in. This is a no-brainer for the Giants if you're there. Evan Ingram was drafted 23rd overall in the first round. He was the second tight end because O.J. Howard went 19th. So, um, so you have the me, ability to be to be to have, to have that fifth yeah. year option be picked up, but you can yeah. save that money. You can take that. You can take Kyle Pitts here. Yeah, you don't man. even have to worry. Yes, what, is that a little Dicky reference? Yes, sir. Atta boy, yes, atta boy. <laughs> You'd be Atta-boy. surprised how much little Dicky I know, bro. Right, well, <laughs> so two more songs. So two songs that I have in my notes here that I guess gotta get props <laughs> for. AJ, though, what is your what are your thoughts on this pick? So for me. This is where I have I would have at this point. This is where I would have Jalen Waddle going. Uh, I I I think the hype for Jalen Waddle. I know he's very good. I know he's very fast, and he was he was nice to look at before he got hurt. But I think that injury is going to have him fall a little bit further than some of these mocks have him going. You know, and again, from what I've just said, I believe Kyle Pitts will be gone by here. So I think this is a good spot for Jalen Waddle. However, based on your mock. This would be a great spot for him. If all these receivers are gone, you're not jumping in to grab Rashard Bateman or Rondale Moore. At this point, you're grabbing Kyle Pitts. Um, if he's sitting there, you you do it. You're, you're absolutely correct. You take him off the board and you move forward. And honestly, this might be the help that Evan Ingram needs. I mean, I'm, I'm a fan of double tight ends, man. If you try tight ends cause problems when you're athletic like these guys for linebackers. When I put two tight ends in the mix and watch a linebacker get spun around like a top. So if, if it's up to me and, you know, or the Giants and Ingram and, uh, wow, so many words. Words are hard. <laughs> words yeah. are very hard. If, words are, if hashtag I'm the Giants and Kyle Pitts is there, that's the guy. But yeah, no, I, I, that's the thing. And I look, <laughs> I look at this and, I, and, and it sucks. And I, 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 we talk about how this is my locked and loaded. This is my lock mock here. This is, I don't get another shot at this. <laughs> but now that we dissect it, I really not, like – I could see we I mean we saw we saw TJ Hawkinson go in the top ten, what was it, two years ago? We saw mm-hmm. Noah Fair go very high as well. Teams are buying in on very, very good tight ends early in the draft. So I could as I look back on it now, maybe not my best idea. Maybe not my best idea, but I'm but sticking with it. It is an go. idea. I'm sticking with it. This is my lock mock. And the New York Giants <laughs> take Kyle Pitts with the eleventh pick. Overall, now let's take a look back at this draft here, man. Let's uh, let's uh, take a look here. We got to scroll through a bunch of stuff because I'm a yep. JC Horn to San Francisco 49ers. I think that one's a simple pick. The 49ers, I believe, have only one defensive back on their roster under contract right now, and that's uh, Jimmy Ward. If I can remember that correctly, it's yeah, it's Jimmy yeah. Ward. Rewards the last, their only defensive back that is under contract. Not saying they don't resign some guys; they could easily go out and resign their guys, but they're still weak at that in their secondary. You draft a guy like J.C. Horn. I think this could be one of the steals of the draft. I've been hearing a lot of good things about J.C. Horn coming out of South Carolina. He's another athletic corner. He's a playmaker. He can do the job in the secondary for San Francisco 49ers team that. Once had a very good defense. Let's not forget what they were back in yeah. the when they made it to the Super Bowl. So you add a guy like yeah. JC, you add a guy like JC Horn, and it's like 
you're you're starting to build right back towards that defense that you had. Continuing on this mock, Christian Darris out of the Los Angeles Chargers. That's a no-brainer as well. Get your protection for Justin Herbert. Minnesota gets okay. I've been trying to practice this. Is it is it Elijah? Elijah Vera Tucker? Yeah. Okay, let's, yeah, let's Elijah Vera Tucker. Yeah, let's go with that one. Elijah Vera Tucker, another offensive lineman going to the Minnesota Vikings. Again, a no-brainer. Get protection for Kirk Cousins so he can have enough time to throw. We saw so many times last season where Kirk Cousins is just launching the ball because he has nothing available. Quiddy pay to the Patriots. Gregory Rousseau from Miami going to the Arizona Cardinals. Get that pass rush. You know, I want I want to travel back. I think I skipped over this too fast. The New England Patriots getting Quiddy pay and not a quarterback here that I think I should bring up because I don't think, I don't think new England buys into the Justin Fields thing. They might buy into Trey Lance of this pick, but I feel like don't. And, and just something tells me that you, you had Cam Newton in the running style of that, that mobile quarterback style of play. And it just didn't mesh well with Bill Belichick. It really didn't. And you don't want Justin Fields here. Maybe a guy like Trey Lance comes into play, but I think that the Patriots are saving there. And I said, I've said this from the beginning and everyone is now hopping on the same hype train. I was, you remember this. I know you remember this. I've been saying that the Patriots are all in on Mac Jones and they know Mac Jones worth and they're not taking him here. I've considered, and I played around with new England trading back in to the first round, which is unusual for them. They have a lot of picks to play with, so they could easily trade back into the first round and take Mac Jones in it with a later pick. I could definitely see that happening, but for now, I have them going edge rusher and quitty pay. They need to get more pressure on the quarterback. You're facing Josh Allen twice a year. You're facing Tua twice a year. You're going to need you. You might be facing a good Sam Darnold twice a year. You have to get pressure <laughs> Vegas at seventeen with Trayvon Moore. Do you have Do you have any? Th- I, I'm sorry. Do you have any thoughts? No, on I that? Actually, I do like that idea because you know when you don't pick Mac Jones at fifteen, the immediate thought is all right. Well, the Patriots are going to trade back in around that twenty five spot. So, not much to say on it. I I can I can whoa, pick whoa, up whoa, what you're whoa, putting whoa, down whoa. there. Whoa whoa whoa! Twenty five belongs to my Jacksonville Jaguars. Let's not it's, trade okay, back. Twenty five okay. area. Sorry. Okay, cool. that's what I like to hear. <laughs> that's what I like to hear. So Arizona takes Gregory Rizzo, a guy, a offense of pass rusher from Miami. That's what they need as well. Again, the quarterback situation in the NFC West got to get pressure. Vegas takes Trevon Morig, and he's a guy that has been rising up on a lot of draft boards. He is a lot of people have said that this guy Trevon Morig is a guy that's arguably one of the best defenders in this draft. Okay, John Gruden is going to love this pick. And it's not a reach for one, so it's a good pick for Vegas. Miami goes Rashad Bateman with their next pick. Get two of the weapon. And here's where my quarterbacks start to go. The Washington football Crazy. team takes Justin Fields. I think we mentioned I mentioned this before that Bill Belichick didn't like the style of play that Cam Newton had. Ron Rivera made it to the Super Bowl with that style of play in Cam Newton. This is your Maybe a Cam Newton-esque type of player. Maybe not the same size. Maybe not the same ability for that matter. But this is your same style quarterback as Cam Newton. Justin Fields to the Washington football team. I know your boy Dante is going to see that and probably like that pick, right? Is that a good Is, is I mean, that a good? You, you wouldn't not like that pick. It's just 
not many people are going to have faith that that could happen. I don't, I don't know how you have them fallen that far. Um, it, it's hard. I mean, I get the the need for the receivers, but oh man, I mean, my my, <laughs> it's with your draft. I'm looking at it now. I mean, Denver. I feel like Denver would go ahead, and I don't care if you have Drew Lock, man. You look at Justin Fields and what Drew Lock has done. I take my chances with him. Uh, San Francisco. It, it, I don't think I don't think Justin Fields can go past San Francisco. If if San Francisco has Justin Fields' opportunity there, despite wanting that cornerback or somebody to help that defense, nah, you, you go Justin Fields and hold him in the back because you can hold him for ransom too. Because you don't expect to start him right away. You are going to move forward with Jimmy G. And if Jimmy G turns out to be what you want, well, guess what? People are coming for you for Justin Fields, and you'd happily grab those picks uh, from whatever team wants him at whatever point and move on from him. But I I don't think I don't think he can fall that far. Minnesota, I mean, Kirk Cousins is not panned out no. you're at the end of that fully guaranteed I, 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 money i go back to the win now thing though these some of these teams though are in win now and why would you waste a, not i shouldn't say waste but why would you not better your Minnesota team ain't in win now. now and even if they were and even if they were it's been proven kirk, it's not with kirk cousins that's fair. they that's lost fair. they, they lost win now when they had that defense last year i'm, ha- I'm happy this is going that route because i, I wanted that your mock is probably going to look a lot different than mine you're probably going to go have to i'll have way more information by then oh oh okay like i don't have information to make smart picks no, here so it's gonna be it's a month from you. now how oh dare you goodness. how dare <laughs> you let's get let's get moving here though let's get moving let's round this out trey lance going to the chicago bears like i said this is no Deshaun Watson movement here, okay? This is if Deshaun Watson is still a Texan after day one of the draft. Trey Lance That's is information I may draft. have. That that could be information that you have as well, yeah. It could be. But, hey, either way, we're going to have a mock draft together in April yes, before sir. big day. So we'll get our good, our good, solid picks in then. Indianapolis taking Alex Leatherwood, one of the best offensive linemen in this draft class. I should, I guess, I've been saying that a few times now. Yeah, just, yes. Alex, <laughs> I guess I shouldn't say he's one of the best in this class. He was, he was the best offensive lineman in college football last season. Literally won the award for it. He was the best offensive lineman in college football. You have to replace Anthony Costanzo here. That's the move you go. I get it. They need a wide receiver help. They need other help along the way. But this, you, you got it. You got to protect Carson Wentz because if he starts getting rattled, he starts getting pressured. He's going to start feeling it. He's going to revert back to the old Carson Wentz or the most recent Carson, Carson Wentz. Wentz say. And, no, because uh, Carson Wentz old is yeah. an MVP caliber guy. But <laughs> yeah. skipping down here, though, the Jets taking Travis Etienne from Clemson, the running back here. That's the theme with the Jets with these picks, okay? You get weapons for Sam Darnold. This guy, he can care. Not only can he carry the ball and make plays on the ground, but he's going to be that safety net for Sam Darnold. He is a fantastic pass catcher. And I have him over. I have him slightly over Najee Harris here because of that pass catching ability. And when you look at the jets, you look at getting help for Sam Darnold. I don't think a wide receiver is good here. I don't, I think, I, I think after Rashad Bateman, there's a slight teardrop. Okay, I think there's a slight teardrop with after Rashad Bateman. I think that there's that tier one guys of Jamar Chase, Devontae Smith. Then there's that tier two with Jalen Waddell and Rashad Bateman. And then there's a drop. Okay, that then there's a drop. So I think they take a running back here. You have a high pick in the second round. Take a weapon there. You can easily get another wide receiver there. 
The Pittsburgh Steelers, though, man. Oh. We have a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, don't we? Somewhere, some one of our fans uh, uh, loves. The uh, she uh, she she jumps in every now and then. She hasn't been on in a couple days, or a couple shows. But this pick here, I also most of my mocks that have been in the past, I've given, I've given, I've went back to back running backs here. I give Najee Harris to Pittsburgh, and I give Travis Etienne to the Jets. But after this recent news with Ben Roethlisberger and the Pittsburgh Steelers committing to Ben Roethlisberger, I really think that they're like, okay, well, Ben's Ben's our guy. We're kind of stuck with Ben. We're not going to be able to get rid of him. So we have to build on this offensive line here. You, you lost Pouncey. You might lose Villanueva. There's a lot of pieces that need to be put back together with what used to be a very good Pittsburgh offensive line. And this is a very Pittsburgh Steelers, a very Pittsburgh Steelers pick to me. I think that they, they want to build up front, build around Ben... It's weird to say build around Ben Roethlisberger, but that's what it is. <laughs> you build, you can you try to build you around build for your future while helping Ben Roethlisberger. Exactly. So I, I think they take Sam Cosme out of Texas. And then you go to smoothest voice in the sports casting world, world, Dylan Kern's favorite pick here, Jeremiah Owosu Koromoa from Notre Dame. He is a guy that I think would be a steal for the Jags at this pick. Like I said in, in the on the show on Wednesday, which you can check out on all on all podcasting platforms and on our Facebook page and on our Twitter, the Jags are going to go through a, a to a four three or, yeah a three four setup here where you might need you you might want to keep Josh Allen and Caleb on Chase on on the edge rushing and then you get you bring in a guy like Jeremiah Owosu Koromora and you you make you make it happen there. Zayvon Collins, though, linebacker position at Tulsa for Cleveland. And then the pick. Mm. Another reach, mm. in my opinion. And I, mm. I did it. It's happening. Kadarius Toney to the Baltimore Ravens. I think this is, you know. No, yeah, no. You why is that a reach? Because I don't think he, be, I don't think he belongs there. I think this is, I think this is a style pick. I think this is a scheme fit pick for the Baltimore Ravens because they want to keep that speed type of. He had a great, he had a great senior bowl. I'll give him that. He had a great senior. He, he was great. He, he had a, he, in practice, he was looking great. I don't think he played in the senior bowl, but his practice hype was, was huge. And everyone was buzzing about him. He fits that Baltimore Ravens style though, man, that, that Marquise Hollywood Brown style that Lamar, what Lamar Jackson loves to have in his weapons. You do you not like that pick, or or you don't think it's a reach? I don't think it's a reach. I don't think it's a reach. Uh, we've Kadarius Tony, as far as wide receivers go, who were you know outside of that certainty of top tier receivers, he, his draft stock has been the one that's been rising left and right. I feel like every day you wake up, if you hear Kadarius Tony's name, he's moved up a draft board. You know, we've I've seen him as far as uh, falling to Washington, wa- the Washington Reds, the, the Washington football team. And being uh, yeah, sorry, <laughs> uh, but I, I I've seen him fall as far as the Washington football team and be the receiver they need next to um, F one McLaurin, Terry McLaurin, F one McLaurin. <laughs> yeah. So so with and then I and then when you say it's a style pick, that's that's just hurtful. It's like it's <laughs> like you don't remember that Baltimore, even though Ozzie Newsom's gone, they've continued drafting very well. Hollywood Brown doesn't do the same things that. Pick. I mean, I mean a scheme fit pick. He's a speedy right. type wide receiver that fits that scheme and what they're going for in Baltimore. Right, but just because he fits the scheme doesn't mean he's not a good, you know, receiver. 
like the fact that he fits the scheme, in my opinion here, is a plus. You know, he is very different from Hollywood Brown. Hollywood Brown gets down the field and uh, and gets the deep balls. Kadarius Tony will do that on top of catching your screens, breaking every tackle on the way to the end zone on a 60-plus run. He's a monster after the catch. He's a monster in the open field. I I I like that pick a lot. It's just it was just weird to me that she said it was a reach. I think I think if they want to get a receiver in the draft and he falls there, I thought that's a no brainer pick for them. I just think he's similar to all the other tier three wide receivers in this draft. I, I just don't think that there's much value. In, like in you can get draft? one in this draft. It, it, wow. In this draft, I really I really think you're three after after you look at, at the top at the at the big he's tier uh, two at the least maybe maybe tier two no i don't have him on i would say rashad i would put rashad bateman over him i would yeah put rashad and that's the start of tier two tier tier oh. one you got jamar chase Devonte smith and jalen waddle see i don't tier have jalen waddle on tier one i have jalen waddle on tier two you have two people on your tier one i have two people on my tier one and two people on my tier two You're weird. i just i think there's a talent drop i really do and I think we're going to – I'm not a big fan of K, uh, what Kadarius Tony will be in the NFL either. I, I think he's going to end up – I think he watched a lot of Florida games. I did, unfortunately. I unfortunately huh. did, okay? I did. But, hey – I feel the same way with the unfortunate part, but huh. – we, we we digress, though. So yeah. Go on. You good? No, you no, good? we're good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm agreeing with you. We can move on. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Let's move on here. Go to the New Orleans Saints. They pick Nick Bolton, the linebacker out of Missouri. Green Bay at 29, they get Christian Barmore, the defensive tackle out of Alabama. And I got a lot of heat for this one here. I got a lot of heat for the Green Bay Packers pick here because, I mean, everyone's like, Green Bay has to draft a wide receiver. Get him weapons. Get Aaron (laughs) Rodgers weapons. Stop drafting everyone but help for Aaron Rodgers. Again, I think you can get a, a guy... A guy like Rondale Moore, I mean, I see the comment here, Rondale Moore not in round one is questionable. No, I think it's just you look at those tier three wide receivers in my book and you're just like you can get them in round two and it, and you it'd yeah. be the same thing. I'm a big fan of Amari Rodgers. Green, hey, Green Bay, round two or three, draft Amari Rodgers from Clemson. There's your there, there's your guy in the slot. So you got Devontae Adams out on the edge and then you have Amari Rodgers in the middle there. Boom, there you go. That's what I think could end up happening. And I'll help back you up on this Green Bay talk. With with you, the problem with not getting a wide receiver in round one is when you do something that makes zero sense, like drafting a Jordan Love. Here you're 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 electing not to get a wide receiver in round one, but you're drafting a solid need. If there is one thing that you can remember about the Green Bay Packers last year, was for a very solid period of time, you could run all over their defense. And getting some solid help in the middle to to help out the the Smith brothers. Yes, I know they're not actual brothers, but uh, that's that's a big step, and it's something that will actually help your team in the long run as well. Because you you've seen what Aaron Rodgers can do when you don't get him help. And this deep this draft is so deep with receivers. That's, Starting on day two, you will see receiver, 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 receiver. That, 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 so it'll, be right it'll be it'll be it'll be this time. Well, uh, I, I digress. Uh, uh, Green Bay, Green Bay, yeah. getting not getting wide receiver. I, I, I really think that this is one of those situations where, like I said, it happened last year. I mean, you, you ended up seeing it's happened many of seasons. Okay, AJ Brown, DK Metcalf, those guys, second round guys, they're all the same type of prospects, but they all turn out to be great. They turn out to be great receivers. I'm not saying Rondell Moore falls to Green Bay that far. He could, I doubt it, but. 
a player yeah. like Rondell Moore, though, because there's not that much difference between Rondell Moore and the rest of those other wide receivers in this class. Rounding this draft out, though, we have Buffalo addressing their pass rushing needs. This is also maybe even if they land J.J. Watt, this could still be a pick. Same with Green Bay. Even if Green Bay lands J.J. Watt, Christian Barmore could be a pick. But I have Jason away from Penn State going to Buffalo, adding to that pass rush. That's what wins championships right now in, in football, or that's what helps wins championships in football. He's rising on my board. I've been hearing a lot of talk about how he is a very athletically gifted pass rusher who could really dominate the line of scrimmage. So I'm very excited to see him. He is my sleeper defensive rookie of the year pick, to be honest, if he goes to Buffalo. But we'll we'll talk about that in, in a further date. Tevin Jenkins, offensive line help for the Kansas City Chiefs. And, and Levi on... Oh. Ooh. On Wozuriki. Yeah, on Wozuriki. Unbelievable. Going to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, <laughs> get that interior pass rush that, I mean, Ndamukong Sue might be going away. You, you're trying to re-sign Shaq Barrett. You might not be able to fill those holes. You throw in, you throw in another uh, interior defensive lineman there, a good one at that out of Washington. And that, my friend, is my lock mock 1.0 okay there it is <laughs> fantastic it is, good job good job they, man oh. i know the work you put into it hey man well, i'm proud of you more proud of you. more work when it, behind the scenes pulling the curtain back we know we get the feedback all the time from our listeners saying that they want to know what is the behind the scenes talk for, for what goes on behind That's the scenes true. Rough cut. it is we get we, we get do so, that for, we do that for a while we get but we He's get so back. but we get so much talk from people just saying hey what what happens behind the scenes of the rough cut? We want to know what happens. We want to know what the production's like. We want to know. So we're going to tell you. I worked I worked for four, about four hours on that mock draft graphic that you just saw with our boy with our boy Aaron Mukes from Sports Uncovered. Shout out to him. Go check him out. But that's it. That's mock draft 1.0 from me. I'm excited to see AJ's mock 1.0 in next month, which you can tune in. We'll probably, probably be 1.5 or 2.0. We'll probably call it the rough cut mock draft 2.0 or something. RC mock the mock RC yeah, something like that something like we'll that. get to it though we'll get to it. I'm very excited for that AJ do you have any final words are you okay with it? give my draft my mock draft a grade fans at home can ask my my thoughts about the draft so um I find it interesting you had a uh, Najee Harris falling out of the first round uh I also understand it yeah uh, he he this is a big this is a big statement I'm about to make he appears to me like the Dalvin Cook you know, a guy you thought was going to go first round but goes early second round, and then whatever team gets that steal is very happy for a very long time. Uh, so I'm surprised you got him out of there. Understandably, with the need for Pittsburgh needing a lineman, okay, understandable there with him not getting there. I don't know. I might have I found him in a spot like um, – I mean, it'll depend if Green Bay lets Aaron Jones go. I might have found him in a spot with Buffalo. You know, I don't really like what they have going on there. I wouldn't be shocked. <laughs> if Kansas City took Najee Harris, that'd be nuts. That'd be but, uh, either way. I yeah, would be shocked. I, I would be shocked with that. I, I would be honestly, you could I could see a team like New England though trading in with one of these teams to get Mac Jones. I'm not gonna I'm not ruling that out yet. Yeah. But we will discuss that and much more with our mock draft 2.0 that AJ is gonna release in March. So you're not gonna want to miss that. I'll give you a and B, course, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That's not I don't appreciate that actually. So but of course, we are going to take 
We're going to do our joint mock draft in April before the draft to get our true 100% locked and loaded feelings on the mock. AJ, do you have any final words, though, before we close out the show and you and you get those fingers ready and let everyone know? Thank you for tuning in. It's uh, always a pleasure. I always enjoy talking with you guys and uh, enjoy the final countdown where we can drop some knowledge and extra chat with our wonderful fans. So thanks, as always, tuning in. Rough Cut Sportscast. We do it big. We change the game. Six-star content, baby. But like you said, AJ, we are going to be having final countdown in just a few minutes. So our beautiful video watchers, our view- viewers on Facebook Live, our viewers on Twitter, please stick around and and give us your chat questions, your chat topics. Maybe you have a mock draft. Maybe you want to discuss that. Maybe you had a great dinner. Let us know. Maybe you want to talk about our favorite Monopoly characters again. We do that too. Join us in the final countdown where we will answer and talk with you beautiful people. But AJ, tell them where they can find us at. Well, first head over to Twitter at roughcut underscore sports. Get some of the top sports news of the day on Facebook at rough cut sports, everything going on over here behind the curtain. And then the rough cut sports cast on Instagram, check out those fantastic graphics that Vinny puts up day in and day out. Hit that like, hit that follow, hit that share, hit that love. Remember the rough cut sports cast, a place where fans can be fans. Tell everybody. And of course we are brought to you by halftime sports collectibles, the number one place to get all of your sports memorabilia needs. They have everything from signed cleats to posters to ha- to, to trophies. They've got it all over there at halftime sports collectibles. So go check them out. Halftime sports collectibles.com. That's it guys. We are ending the show for our audio listeners, but you beautiful people in the chat stick around for the final countdown. Adios, turd nuggets. We'll see you Wednesday.